bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. I'm your host, Raven, and it's been a minute since I've done a true recap episode all alone. So that's what I'm going to do today. It's just me and you, babe. Um, I want to start by saying happy birthday to this fucking podcast. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Y'all know how much I love Lou singing happy birthday. I'm sorry. I had to do it. Okay, but y'all, Bitches Better is one year old today. Like, I cannot believe it. So whether you just started listening or you've been here since day one, I want to say thank you so, so, so much for listening. Like, I really appreciate it. And I love y'all more than you know. Seriously, you have no idea. Thank you so much. All right. Now, so I try not to talk about this bitch. I really do. But this is something that has to be discussed. So Kelly Dodd has been fired from Positive Beverage, that water company that she was part owner of. So Positive Beverage said, you know what? We hear y'all and we're going to go ahead and get this bitch up out of here. And that's what they did. She was part owner of this shit. And they were like, yeah, we don't really care about that. She's bad for business. So she got to go. So now I'm sitting here looking at Bravo like, okay, your turn. Go ahead and get rid of this bitch. But I mean, honestly, I'd be shocked if they actually do it. For some reason, they love her problematic ass and they're protecting her. And I just do not understand it. I'm sure I never will. Um, I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship with Bravo. It's like this. I feel like anytime something like problematic happens, I'm like, oh, waiting for them to address it or like make some big changes. And they don't. <laughs> but they never do. So instead of going by the Maya Angelou quote, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, I'm like, oh, things will be different this time. <laughs> but it's not. It's actually so sad. Like, I'm acknowledging that I'm in this toxic relationship, but I refuse <laughs> to give up hope that they'll change. Like, it's sick. <laughs> I'm sick and I need help, please. So now I'm just like, okay, I have to proceed with caution when it comes to these new housewives and Bravo liberties. Actually, actually, it's not even just the new ones, just all of them, period, because they'll always let you down. Like, I think I'm just going to keep them all at arm's length moving forward so I don't get my little feelings hurt because I honestly, I can't take much more. <laughs> okay. Now, some good news. Uh, Real Housewives of Miami is coming back. Okay. Bravo hasn't confirmed it yet, but it's totally happening. And word on the street is of the OGs, only Alex and Lisa got contracts. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm excited about it. Give them, give them back to me. So also, Shaw's is coming back soon, according to Gigi. So she tweeted the other day, um, <laughs> she tweeted, it said, um, hello, why do people say they're huge fans of Bravo, but they're really only talking about the housewives? Now I love myself some housewives, but damn, can Shaw's get some love too, please? Season nine coming soon with like 10 O's, if you care. Um, Honestly, same. I do wonder why people say that they're like huge fans of Bravo and they literally don't watch anything outside of Housewives. But that's none of my business. Um, if you don't watch Shaw's, you need to watch it. It's a really good show. And it's people of color. It's like you get to see a different culture. It's really good. Um, 
Now, I do wonder how this season is going to be because last season was so dark with all the like MJ and Reza stuff. So I'm like, is MJ coming back? Because I know Reza's ass is. He's not going anywhere. So like, what is going on? Hmm. Either way, I'll be tuning in because I love them. So yeah. Now it's time for Bad Bitch, Horrible Bitch. And I'm going to start with Horrible Bitch. And that is going to be Jen Shaw. So in case uh, you haven't seen it yet, Jen made some problematic comments in a video. So in the video, she said that her white castmates, uh, you know, they said that they were scared of her and that she didn't even do anything and they were trying to silence her. And then she said that the way that they were treating her is the same thing as them having their knee on her neck. Her castmates saying they're scared of her after the way she ran up on them for no reason at that dinner is the same as those fucking cops kneeling on George Floyd's neck until he died. Those two things are the same to her. Girl, fuck you. Like, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. How dare you? Honestly, how dare you? You have a black husband and you have two black sons, a house full of black men, and you got the nerve to say some dumb shit like this. When I tell y'all I was hot when I first saw this shit, I'm hot right now talking about it again. The fact that she would compare something like that, that she caused on a reality TV show to the police murdering a black man is wild to me. Do not do that. Every day, we as Black people have people fighting us on our very real experiences with racism because they don't want to believe it's real or whatever the fuck. And then here you go saying some bullshit like this all because you don't want to take accountability and you're surrounded by a squad of yes men. Girl, get the fuck out of here. All these people out here doing all this hard work, like working their asses off, fighting against racism, teaching people how to be anti-racist, and you come out here and say some shit like this. It makes the movement lose credibility. You had your finger in those people's faces. You were all in their space, screaming your head off, but you didn't do shit. Oh, okay. Go away from me with this, Apollo. Like, I honestly cannot. And so yesterday, I saw a video of Jen apologizing, and that is in quotes, because it's not an apology when you say, I'm sorry to anyone who thought I was comparing my experiences to George Floyd's, but you're wrong. I That's not what I was doing. Blah, blah, blah. Girl... <laughs> What? I don't think anything. I know you said it because the video is right here for all of us to see. You absolutely said that. How hard is it to say what I said was fucked up and out of line and I know it was and I'm really sorry for that. Seriously. So if you haven't seen the video and you want to, um, go to my girl Taria's Instagram. That's at W-E-I-G-O podcast. Um, she has the original video and the non-apology video too. Woo! Okay. <laughs> On to bad bitch. I need to calm down. Um, my bad bitch is Wendy Williams. Did y'all watch the movie and the documentary? If you haven't, you need to. It was really good. I loved, I loved both of them, but the documentary though was so good. Uh, it was real and it was raw and I just really appreciate it. And I'm proud of her for like just putting all of her shit out there like that because oh, she has really been through it. Um, so good on you, Wendy. I love you. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> all right. 
Um, now, before we get into the recaps, I just want to remind you guys about my Patreon. Um, things are going great. You guys are like signing up and we're having fun over there. Um, I have a couple of goals set up. So the first goal, we're 70% of the way there. And once we reach that goal, there will be a surprise giveaway for Patreon members only. And then the next goal is monthly Zoom uh, bitch sessions with yours truly. And we're 35% of the way on that one. So y'all be sure to go to patreon.com slash bitches better. Not only for those reasons, but there's some really good bonus content over there. And it's just $5 a month. You know, it's Black History Month and a great way to support a Black content creator like myself would be to become a patron. You listen to the podcast every week, so you obviously enjoy it. So why not get you some more content? Premium content. (laughs) And if you can't do that, that's okay. Um, A five-star rating and review would be amazing too. I'm trying to do big things with this little show and every little bit helps. (laughs) So yeah, check me out over there. Um, Also... (sighs) I hate to do this, but like now I'm thinking I'm going to have to go back to two episodes a week because there's just so much on right now. And it's a lot for one episode. Just a heads up. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. (laughs) But when I was like doing my notes and like putting this episode together, I was like, this is a lot (laughs) for one episode. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. I want to start with Atlanta. And wow. Okay. So Portia's pissed off at the fact that Kenya brought her baby on the trip and didn't tell nobody else that that's what she was doing. And Candy was actually sticking up for Kenya. She was like, listen, she doesn't have any help. and She's not just going to leave her baby with a person she doesn't know. So yeah, she brought the baby and the nanny with her. She doesn't have a husband or family to watch the baby. So like cut her some slack. And then they were like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. So everyone gets to the house and it took It took the girls eight hours to get to Charleston when it should have taken four. And we didn't get an explanation for why it took so long either. Like, did they switch the van out for one with working AC? Did they get a flat tire? Was traffic out of control? What happened? (laughs) Because that's ridiculous. So they all get into the house and they choose their alter ego names. And I thought that was stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't enjoy that. I was like, whatever. So then uh, the murder mystery thing that Kenya planned starts and a lady runs in and she dies. And then the detectives come running in with guns and everyone is screaming and Portia leaps over the couch. (laughs) She leaps over the couch to hide. And I said, relatable content. Don't play with me. Don't come running in here with guns like that. Mm -mm." And so then Portia was like, uh... I don't want to solve mysteries. I just came to drink and dance. And I said, relatable content again. I don't want to play these reindeer games. Like I want to get drunk and have a good time. So only Tanya and Candy are trying to play the game because they want to win. Because if they win, the prize is a better room. But literally no one else cares about the game at all. At one point, Toya was like, you know what? I'm the murderer. Just so that the game could be over. (laughs) It's terrible. And Kenya's annoyed. Because she planned this whole thing for them. But also, like, you should know your audience and what they would and would not enjoy. (laughs) So she she was just pissed. And she's like, you know what? They're all ratchet hyenas. (laughs) And then she does this laugh. (laughs) 
and I can't do it. I will, I will not even try, but it really does sound like hyenas. And I laughed a lot. I probably sounded like a ratchet hyena when I was laughing at her doing the ratchet hyena laugh. So then, uh, Fallon shows up in the middle of the game and I was like, I didn't know Fallon was invited. So why didn't they take her jet? Like I'm confused. So anyway, she brought her husband and they're actually staying in the house next door. So then Toya was like, wait, why did you bring your husband? And she was like, well, because he's my best friend and I love him. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, and Toya was like, no, no, aw. <laughs> and Drew was like, oh, don't mind her. She don't care about husbands. And I said, oh, boy, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And so then Toya goes up to Drew and grabbed her arm and was like, can we talk about your struggling husband? And I was like, struggling husband. I don't know about struggling husband. Like, he's definitely a shitty husband, but, you know, whatever. Also, don't touch people. (laughs) Like, that is a no-no. Do not do that. And, you know, Drew was like, don't touch me. The last time that happened, a bitch got her head rammed into a gate. Don't fuck with me. I'm from Chicago. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And I honestly love it when people do that. It always makes me laugh. But like, you have to be from a really good place to say some shit like that. Like, how would I sound being like, bitch, don't fuck with me. I'm from Charleston. (laughs) Like, that sounds stupid. And whoever I'd be saying that to would be like, okay, bitch from Charleston, you're going to get your ass beat now. And I'd be like, oh my God, please don't. (laughs) So anyway, Candy was like, whatever. I just need for y'all to take this mess out of my room. Like, I don't have the time for it. And everyone is telling Toya she needs to apologize. And she does, but she doesn't mean it. And she's, like, very drunk. Like, honestly, she just needs to go to bed. So everyone likes their rooms, except Marlo. (laughs) She gets a basic-ass room. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it is just very basic. So she's like, I'm not sleeping in that room, and I'm turning the living room into my room. It's like, whatever, girl. They're all just like so bougie at this point. They act like everything is trash and it annoys me. It's one, it's like the one thing that they do that pisses me off. Like, especially when they don't even like come from money, you know? It's not like this is all you've known your entire life is like five star shit. You know what I mean? Like the house is beautiful. Everything in there is nice. Like, stop it. Ugh. So an interesting development in this episode is that we've moved on from the smalls versus talls to the nieces versus aunties. Remember the smalls versus talls? (laughs) So basically, uh, the aunties are Cynthia, Candy, and Kenya because they're sticks in the mud and everyone else is a niece. And I'm like, okay. So the next day, Rodney Scott comes over to barbecue for them. And y'all, when I tell y'all that is the best fucking barbecue you will ever eat, I mean it. If you ever come to Charleston, you need to first let me know so we can hang out. And then we're going to go to Rodney Scott's to eat because you will die. It is so good. So then uh, we find out that Dennis has been like sending Portia all these weak ass text messages talking about how he loves her and misses her. And I'm like, yeah, I bet. But did you love and miss her when you were cheating on her? Oh, okay. And then Shamia's sitting there like, oh, you need to respond. This is so sweet. And I'm like looking at her sideways. Like, what kind of friend are you? It's fuck Dennis for life at this point. <laughs> like, your friend deserves way better than him. And you should know that. Please get with the program. Like, this is weird. So <laughs> as all the ladies are hanging out, Kenya leaves. And then she comes back and she has lunch <laughs> 
only for herself and everyone else is hungry and it is just rude as hell. Like I, I honestly have no words. Like this is so rude. I would throw her into the ocean with that shark that Portia and Drew saw. Like this is just, how could you even do this? At least ask somebody if they want something from wherever you're going to get your food. Like, and she doesn't think she did anything wrong either. She's like, there's food in the refrigerator. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so then why didn't you eat that? Like, if you wanted something other than the hummus in the fridge, don't you think your guests are going to want something else to eat too? (laughs) Like, so you know, Candy is the most upset because she don't play about her food. And we all know this. Um, And I was just like, I can't. So she's truly just like eating her little crab cake sandwich or whatever. And everyone's like picking off of her food. (laughs) This is just, is so stupid. But I was like, okay, there's the Kenya I know and love. Just like bitch it up some more. So it's finally time for dinner. And LaToya thinks it's a good time to talk about the whole wig situation with Drew. And it's not. But anyway, (laughs) she apologizes to Drew for talking about her wig behind her back instead of saying it to her directly. So she's not apologizing for saying for saying the rude shit she said about her wig, like, period. She's just saying, I'm sorry I didn't come straight to you with it. Oh, okay. So then she's like, I will buy you a new wig and I'll even get it plucked for you. And Drew was like, oh, thanks. But my wigs come from top stylists in Hollywood, so I'm good on that. But I actually got you a gift, though. So then she goes off and she comes back and gives Toya a signed photo of her. And she's like, you know, I just thought you might enjoy this because you appear to be my biggest fan. And I said, okay, Drew, love that. That is hilarious. Good for you. So after that, then Marlo turns her attention to Kenya and she's like, Kenya, it hurt me to my core (laughs) that you put me in that tiny ass room. (laughs) And I'm like, this is so dramatic, but okay, Marlo. And she was like, you really don't like me, huh? And Kenya was like, no, I don't, because you don't take accountability for what you do and understand that your actions bring out a certain reaction in me, like when you said I have a fake butt. And Marlo was like, well, you do. And Kenya was like, no, I don't. And Marlo was like, I mean, you definitely had something done. And I was like, Marlo now is not the time you are trying to squash this shit who cares about her ass like read the room (laughs) drop it so this is never gonna get resolved and then marlo runs off (laughs) and i'm just like laughing this was a good episode y'all i really enjoyed it i was like here's my girls here they are it's nice to have them all together and now they're they're doing what they do so next week uh we finally get to see the peaches get cobbled by the long dong stripper and I'm ready. You know, we've had to sit through a lot of nothingness with them to get here. So yeah, it's going to be good. All right. On to below deck. Now, Francesca is getting in Elizabeth's ass about sleeping in the guest cabin as she should. Elizabeth and James know they're supposed to ask permission if they want to stay in the guest cabins. Hell, I know you got to ask permission to stay in the guest cabin. So I'm not sure why Elizabeth is sitting there with that dumb look on her face, wondering why Francesca is so upset with her. I cannot stand it when people know they've done something wrong and want to act like you're crazy for being upset at them for doing the wrong thing. Like, bitch, you're breaking the rules. And if you're not breaking the rules, you're not doing your job. And that's why Francesca is so upset. Like, you can sit there looking confused and use that dumb baby voice all you want, but it doesn't change the facts. And the facts are that you fucked up, and this isn't the first, second, or third time you've done so. 
also, she keeps saying that she didn't sleep in there. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you and James fucked in there for eight hours. That's so much better. Shut up. So then Elizabeth calls her energy healer. (laughs) I'm like, call him all you want, babe. But what you need to do is figure out how you're going to do your fucking job and follow the rules. And then you won't have a problem. It's simple. Also, Captain Lee sees her on this call with her energy healer. And he's like, what the fuck is up with this bitch? (laughs) Like, is she okay? And no, she's not. So then we have James and Rob acting the way that men do when a woman is in charge. So they're acting like bratty children and it's irritating, but it's not surprising. And of course, when Izzy calls James out on it, he's like, oh, we're just kidding. Like, no, you're not. But let's go with that narrative for a second anyway. If you are kidding, stop. It's not funny and it's disrespectful. I don't see you doing that shit to Eddie or Captain Lee. So cut it out. Also, Rob is like, absolutely not kidding. He is so jealous. He was like throwing a fucking hissy fit when Izzy got the promotion. Talking about, oh, I was in charge of a thousand meter boat, blah, blah, blah. Bitch, nobody cares about that shit. And if you have an issue with Izzy getting the lead deckhand position, I suggest you take it up with Eddie, the guy that promoted her and kindly fuck off. Ugh. So um, then Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth and Francesca have a little sit down and Francesca's like, I'm disappointed in you. You know, you're always saying that you want to be professional, but your actions prove otherwise. So it's weird. And of course, Elizabeth has that dumb look on her face again as Francesca's saying all this. And I'm like, oh my God, I could really just slap you right now. I know Francesca wants to. So then Francesca's like, okay, well, this is the last straw. So get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> So then Francesca goes to Captain Lee and she tells him about Elizabeth and James staying in the guest cabin and he's pissed. So he calls Eddie into the wheelhouse and he's like, your boy is wildin', get him in here now. So James comes in and Captain Lee is like, listen, if you sleep in a guest cabin without asking again, you're done. Am I clear? Perfect. So then he's like, okay, I'm going to have the same conversation with Elizabeth. And Francesca was like, uh, before you do that... (laughs) I need for you to know, I just want her gone. I've had enough of her shit. And Captain Lee was like, okay, I hear you and I'll see what I can do. You know, because he knows like how much of a lazy fuck up Elizabeth is. Francesca's had to come with him with so like so much bullshit about her. So he's like, okay, okay. So Francesca is telling Ash that Elizabeth's going to get fired after this charter. And Ash is like, well, why not now? (laughs) We can literally do this without her. We're already picking up all the slacks and she's not doing her share of the work. And I said, oh, God, (laughs) this is going to be a mess. I don't think this is a good idea. But um, Ash is way more upset about this whole thing than I expected. But I guess... I guess if I think about it, it makes sense, though. I mean, I've definitely worked with people who don't do their share of the work, and then I've had to do all of it, and it's exhausting and upsetting and stressful, so I guess it makes sense. Um, She's not a complainer, though, and that's great. I mean, maybe that's why I'm surprised, because she never really said much about it before. But um, Francesca ultimately decides against letting Elizabeth go right now, because they really don't want to be down a stew when they have these needy-ass guests that are about to arrive. And it's the Queen of Versailles. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Um, But this time, she's with her old-ass husband and kids. And for some reason, I just felt like they were going to be more obnoxious than um, when she was there with her girlfriends. So then the husband makes a comment that irritated me. And he's like, it's nice to be rich, isn't it? I wonder what the poor people are doing today. And I'm like, please stop it. 
you know, and he wasn't joking either because like he didn't laugh. No one laughed. And I'm just like, you know, there's something about a rich old white man saying that that just doesn't sit right with me. (laughs) It doesn't sit right with me. Anyway, they have two young sons and they're like 18 and 19. And so they can legally drink there. So they're taking full advantage of it. And that's fine. But I'd love for them to stop acting like they don't drink all the time at home. (laughs) And like they just don't know what to get to drink because they're so young. You know, shut up. So uh, Rachel and Francesca are having communication issues. For the lunch order, there was supposed to be... So there were five people that asked for mahi and Rachel only made four. Now, I can see why Rachel would think there were only four because of the way that Francesca wrote it down. It was a bit weird. She wrote two people's names with Mahi Mahi on the same line. So, you know, at a glance, it looks like it's only one order, but it's actually two. And I'm like, Rachel, I love you, but you fucked up. You've got to read it carefully, you know? It's like those people on The Amazing Race when they get their little clues and they just like read over it so fast and then they're doing whatever the thing is and they can't figure it out or they can't get it right. And it's like, because you didn't read the clue, (laughs) you have to read it again and just follow the instructions. So yeah, now it's time for dinner and I am very triggered (laughs) by hearing these guests talking about COVID because shocker, they're those, uh, it's no worse than the flu type of people. And I just, I cannot with that shit. I was like flinching every time they were talking about it. It made me very uncomfortable. Um, so Captain Lee is at this dinner and he starts talking to the primaries about the death of his son because they also lost a daughter to drug overdose. Um, And I'm like, this is just so sad. It's too much. And, you know, Captain Lee got so upset. He had to excuse himself. And I'm like, oh, I just feel so bad for him. Um, But he comes back and, you know, finishes the dinner and it's okay. So after the dinner, the, the youngest sons are fucking hammered and they are acting as such. And I think Ash is handling the situation perfectly. She stops serving them. Ian tells them that the jacuzzi is broken, even though it isn't, just so they'll go to bed. Because they were, like, trying to jump off the boat and shit. Just an absolute drunk mess. And Asha's like, oh, God, I hope they don't tell his parents, their parents about this. And I'm like, babe, he is not going to remember any of this. He just drank a half a bottle of Hennessy within, like, 30 minutes. Like, no worries. <laughs> also... It's Elizabeth's birthday and her delusional ass thinks that James is going to do like something special for her. And I'm like, girl, you're lucky you even got that little cake that you got. And it was Izzy that was behind that. So please join the rest of us in reality so you'll stop being so disappointed. (laughs) You know, so she's all upset that he didn't do anything for her birthday or give her a birthday kiss. And I mean, the least he could have done was give her a kiss, but he's a piece of shit. (laughs) So, you know, that's what they do. And that was it for them. Um, Moving on to Dallas. So we're still at this wine place and they are playing the panty game, which is actually kind of cute and very on brand for Brandy. So they each buy a pair of panties and they decorate them. And then Brandy has to guess who decorated which pair of panties. And is this a game that y'all know about? Or is this like a game that Stephanie and Brandy made up? I've never heard of it. Like, let me know. So... Y'all, I know I've said it before, but I'm just going to say it whenever I feel like it's relevant and it's relevant now. Um, I cannot stand Carrie. She is so fucking obnoxious. And like I said, not in the fun housewives way either. Just plain obnoxious. Like I want her to let her top lip meet her bottom one and just stay like that. Please 
So when Tiffany keeps bringing up the fact that Carrie pushed her in the pool, fully clothed and knowing she can't swim, she wants Tiffany to let it go and drop it, right? But she won't shut the fuck up and drop it about anything that has to do with Deandra, whether it's about Deandra being scared she has COVID or how bad of a host she thinks Deandra is. And it's just interesting how different things work when the tables are turned, isn't it? Hmm. So anyway, Tiffany is explaining that, you know, she can't just go out and get hammered whenever she feels like it because she has a fucking job to go to and small children to take care of. And Carrie's like, well, why don't you just plan not to do those things the next day? And Tiffany was like, girl, (laughs) I don't have the luxury of doing that. Like, are you joking right now? So then Deandra steps in and she's like, honestly, Carrie, cut it out. Like, (laughs) this woman is a doctor. She has a very serious job to do. Like, what don't you understand about that? So then Carrie loses it and she starts screaming. One, because she knows she's in the wrong. And two, because it's Deandra saying it and they have a weird thing going on right now. So then Cam jumps in and she's like, well, Tiffany harassed me to take a shot at dim sum. And (laughs) that's two-faced. And Carrie was like, yeah, you're two-faced, Tiffany. And then Tiffany was like, no. And she explained, it's not two-faced, maybe contradictory, but not two-faced because there's a difference. And she was like, so use the right terms if you want to try and call me out for something. So then Carrie was like, oh, sorry, I'm Mexican. And Tiffany was like, um, okay, sorry, I'm Chinese. Like, bitch, what does that have to do with anything? And Carrie was like, well, English isn't my first language. And Tiffany was like, it's not mine either, babe. What's your point? And Carrie was like, well, you're correcting me. And Tiffany was like, yeah, because you're wrong. And I'd correct you if you were English or Spanish or German or Japanese. And I said, go off, Tiffany. Carrie looks so fucking stupid in this moment. I know that shit might work on these white women at the table, but it's not going to work with Tiffany. You have met your match. Quit while you're ahead. But she doesn't (laughs) because she's that bitch that doesn't know how to shut her mouth. So then the whole COVID girl conversation comes up and Carrie's like, well, we still hang out with you when you've had the most exposure, blah, blah, blah. You're the COVID girl. And she honestly thinks that she has like owned Tiffany in this moment because (laughs) Because she has got her neck rolling, her hands are flying and everything. And it's like, babe, what are you even talking about? You look stupid. Stop it. But she doesn't. She just starts up with Deandra. Now they're screaming at each other. And it's very annoying. Okay. They start arguing about who's more stressed. And Carrie's like, well, my daughter contemplated suicide. So let's not compare who's more stressed. And I'm like, okay, but you're still doing it, though, by bringing that up. So, of course, everyone's like, oh, my God, what? You know, because it's terrible and sad and scary. So Deandra runs off to the bathroom. Tiffany goes with her and then things get weird because Carrie and Cameron take Captain Brandy outside and leave her there because she's creepy. Um, But then they go back and get her back. <laughs> Stupid. So, no, I hate to take Carrie's side on anything ever, but I do think that Deandra is probably one of those people that never asks you what's going on in your life and only talks about herself like Carrie and all the other women are saying. And People who do that never know they're doing it. But if all of your friends are telling you that, then you should probably make some adjustments. Um, So she really doesn't have a leg to stand on as far as her being upset that Carrie didn't tell her about what Olivia was struggling with because she doesn't ever ask what's up with Carrie. And it's not something that you just like blurt out, you know. 
So then uh, they go out to dinner and they start up again with the whole, you're not a good friend shit. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. 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 Okay. So then we see Carrie and her daughter and her ugly jewelry, whatever, don't care. Then we go to Tiffany's house and we see her having a conversation with her husband about how tired she is and how she feels guilty about her work-life balance. And it's really sad. But her husband is, you know, being very sweet and supportive and reassuring her that she's a great mom and she's doing a great job. And it was really nice to see. And it's interesting uh, to see the parallels between Dr. Tiffany and Dr. Wendy's upbringings as far as like education and all that goes and the anxiety and guilt they feel just thinking about telling their parents that maybe they want to do a different job or work less or whatever. Very interesting. All right. On to Salt Lake. All right. So before I get into this episode, um, I need to just like address the Jen Shaw of it all. <laughs> so I saw something wild the other day. Someone said that Jen is getting more hate than Monique did for dragging Candace. And this was before the whole, um, you know, her problematic comments thing happened. Um, this is just about her behavior on the show. So I said, what? She's getting more hate than Monique did for dragging Candace? Like, that is false. What internet are you using? Like, is your pretend amnesia and strange love for Jen, like, making you forget how that whole Monique and Candace thing went down? (laughs) Did you black it out? Like, I think so. So, what's happening with Jen is people are telling her to calm down, which she absolutely needs to do. You know, she's screaming, she's putting her finger in people's faces for no reason at all. And when any housewife acts that way, we say, calm down. Like, no one is just targeting Jen. Like, why would anyone do that? We don't know her or any of these bitches for that matter. We just met them all, okay? Um, so then, uh, you know, she goes on Instagram and posts this thing saying to the women that are labeled aggressive, keep being assertive, bossy, keep on leading, difficult, keep telling the truth and so on. (laughs) Ma'am, stop it. That's not what this is. Like, I, I hate to use the word aggressive when speaking about women of color, but I honestly don't know what else to call that. Like, She came into that dinner, guns blazing, was on a 10, and everyone else was on a sensible four. Like, if you had to use either the word aggressive or assertive to describe the way Jen behaved at that dinner, which one would you choose? Like, sorry. (laughs) Call it like I see it. So, the bottom line is, she's behaving in a ridiculous manner and refuses to take accountability for her actions. Then she just wants to cry to her husband, talking about, why is it always me? Because it fucking is. Look in the mirror, babe. That's where you'll find your answer. So yeah, Jen is a great housewife, but I mean, I don't particularly like her at the moment. Um, she just she just was doing too much, like I said in the beginning. I mean, like many other housewives do. And it's so many people are like, oh, she's just doing what the others do. Correct. And it's annoying when they do it too. And people call it out then as well. Jen is no different. You know, she just came in too hot. It's like she studied and she was like ready to pass her AP Real Housewives exam. And that's it, you know? And I'm not sure why people are so mad that people don't like Jen either, you know? I don't understand people liking Candace from Potomac so much or Tinsley from New York so much, but it doesn't make me mad that they do. <laughs> like, that's silly. 
I don't give a shit who you like. No one should unless we're talking about like a Kelly Dodd or something. And even then, like, I wouldn't be mad. I just would be judging like a motherfucker, okay? <laughs> like, why do people get offended when someone doesn't like a housewife that they love? It doesn't make sense to me. It's weird. <laughs> Whatever. Rant over. All right, time to start the episode. So Heather is preparing for the opening of the new Beauty Lab location. And the question is, will Jen be invited or not? So Whitney's like, no, she should not be invited because this is a business. And I'm like, okay, you know, you don't want her acting up at the party. That's fair. Um, Also, neither one of them have spoken to Jen since Vegas. So we'll see. Then we see Lisa and Jen meet at the bar. And Lisa is the only one who's reached out to Jen after Vegas. And she just thinks Jen is misunderstood. And people misinterpret what she says. And, you know, maybe she is. Who knows? So Jen says she is the way she is because of how she was raised. And being around all of these white people in Utah and having to be ready to fight and be defensive all the time. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. However, you're an adult now and you can't just be acting like that. You know, so get some anger management or something because you can't just be, you know, going to that level for every little thing that happens. And Jen says she's been trying to work on this because it's an issue in her marriage and she knows she needs to dial it down some because no one hears what she's saying when she's going off the way she does. And I'm like, okay. That's something that I've had to learn in life, too, because I have a short fuse. Um, It's nothing like Jen's <laughs> or anything, but it's still a short fuse. So it's like, bitch, you got to simmer down as you could be in the right. But if you're hollering and carrying on, your message is going to get lost in there. And now the only issue is you. So I'm happy to hear her say she's working on it. I hope it's not just words, you know. So then we see Meredith at home and Meredith is telling Seth about Vegas and she's like, our relationship is none of their business. So they don't need to be talking about it. And Seth is like, whatever. I mean, our relationship was fucked. Like, just own it. And I mean, I guess, but I lean more towards Meredith's side with this. If I didn't personally tell you about it, then that means I didn't want you to know. And it's none of your business. Like, I know some people tell their friends everything, and that's fine. Do you. But that's not for me. Like, I'll tell you what I think you need to know and nothing more. (laughs) You know, I just feel like whenever you start telling people your business, then they start coming in with their opinions, and then things just start getting messy, you know? Just tell your therapist instead. So uh, then we see uh, Whitney and her dad and he's finished rehab and he's trying to get a job as an instructor at a hair school, which is great. Um happy to see him doing better. Hopefully he stays on track. Nothing else really there. So then we see Heather and Meredith together and they talk about Jen and Heather explains that she doesn't know how she wants to move forward with Jen because, you know, she's just like mistreated her so much and she doesn't appreciate her. And that's a trigger for her because that's what happened in her marriage. And she just doesn't want to go through that shit again. And I don't blame her. Heather always rides for Jen. So for Jen to say that she doesn't trust her is fucked up. And Heather also says that if her daughters had a friend like Jen and they were asking her for advice about like what to do in the situation, she would tell them. (laughs) She wouldn't tell them to do what she's been doing, which is sticking around and just like taking it. And I was like, I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. So then we see Mary at church and... (laughs) 
None of this is important, but we haven't seen Mary in so long. I just have to talk about this scene, okay? So she is finally out of her closet and she is in the pulpit and she's harassing the members of the choir for gaining weight. Like, I can't. This is so on brand for her. It's also on brand for her to be telling them they're trash. Like, what the fuck is this, Mary? (laughs) I can't, like, don't talk to people this way. And that was literally it. Okay, so then uh, we see Jen and Sharif, and they are salsa dancing, and it's very cute. So apparently, this is something that Jen has been wanting to do for years, and Sharif has finally set it up for her. And it's very nice, because I know all she wants to do is, like, spend more time with him since he's always gone. And I'm sure she could use some cheering up right now since all of her friends are mad at her. And it looked like fun. They did a really good job. Like, I don't think I would be looking stupid if I tried to do salsa dancing. (laughs) They look like pros. So anyway, Sharif is telling Jen that she is a good person with a good heart and that she just needs to apologize and acknowledge her shortcomings and things um, that she needs to improve on. And that she also doesn't need to be too down on herself with this whole situation. And he's just really great with her. She really is like a completely different person when she's with him. Like it's wild, but in a good way. So now it's time for the uh, Beauty Lab grand opening and everyone comes to the party, even Mary. So that's good. Um, Meredith's high fashion mask that people in Utah wouldn't understand is stupid. I'm sorry. It looks stupid. I guess I don't understand high fashion either. And I'm okay with that. If that is high fashion, I don't want to understand it, (laughs) but go ahead and live your weird high fashion mask bliss, okay? So then um, Lisa tells Meredith that she met up with Jen, and Meredith is like, hmm, okay, that's weird because you're my friend and she came after my family, and you even said she's toxic, so I'm confused, but okay. And Lisa is like, listen, I just want to be there for both of you. And Meredith is like, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you who you can and can't be friends with. I'm just telling you I'm not going to be friends with her because I need to protect myself. And that's fair. So then uh, Whitney is telling Mary all about Vegas. And Mary is like, "Mm mm-hmm. I tried to tell y'all bitches, but y'all wouldn't listen. The bottom line is Jen is the problem. (laughs) And um, then Jen walks in. And she looks great, by the way. So does Heather. Those are my favorite looks. Um, so anyway, Whitney walks right on up to Jen and she's like, yeah, so about Vegas. I'm not going to have toxic friends. I don't want to be treated poorly, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, Whitney, not now. You literally told Heather not to invite Jen <laughs> because she wouldn't want any issues at her grand opening event. And here you are bringing up the Vegas shit. Why? So Jen's Jen's like, okay, I'm going to get my Michelle Obama on and go high when they go low. And she actually does a great job. She's like, listen, I fucked up and I have to work on myself and that's it. And I was like, okay. So Meredith is talking to someone and she says, she says something that I felt so deeply. She said anytime she's gotten bad energy from someone and ignored it, it turns out to be a disastrous mistake. And I was like, oh, my God, same. Y'all know how I say, you know, I don't like this person or spirits just don't agree. It's the same thing. There's only been a couple of times that I felt that way and ignored it. But when I did, something bad always happened. So in conclusion, (laughs) in conclusion, go with your gut. Um. So Jen walks up to Meredith and immediately apologizes for talking about her marriage. And Meredith is like, okay, I appreciate the apology, but I'm going to need to see changed behavior so I know it's real. And Jen is all shocked that Meredith doesn't accept her apology. And 
y'all know what I always say, like, if you're apologizing and being sincere, that means you're doing it because you're actually sorry and you're not looking for it to be accepted. And you need to be okay if the person doesn't accept it. Just because you apologize doesn't mean it's automatically going to be accepted and things are going to go back to normal. That's just not how people work. So then Heather walks up while Jen and Meredith are talking and Heather is like, uh, we need to talk. And Meredith scurries off. So Heather is like, we have been through a lot together and I'm really pissed off that you said you didn't trust me and you came at me at that dinner. And then she just starts going off. Okay. She's like, you treat me like shit and you take me for granted and you got me out here looking stupid and you need to apologize to me for that. And then Jen apologizes, but she doesn't say what she's sorry for. So it's pointless because it's like, now you're just doing it because you want her to shut up. Um, so they go back and forth doing that shit for a while and they finally end up squashing it. And I'm like, okay, good for y'all, I guess. I do think it's interesting, though, that Heather said she didn't want any drama at this party, yet she chose to start up with Jen at the party. Like, she could have saved it for another time, but she didn't. Um, So that was it. And, you know, my thoughts on this season, five stars. It was great. It was a great first season. I think everyone should come back for the second season. And in the second season, I'm going to need more Sister Mary. Like, that's all, you know? Thank you, ladies, for this beautiful gift. It was much needed after, you know, the shit show that was 2020. Um, Lisa's still my top favorite. Um, Heather's next and the rest is like whatever. Those are my two standouts, MVPs. Well, I guess Heather Heather was the MVP because she's just amazing. But Lisa's still just my favorite because I love her. Um, the reunion looks wild and it's three parts. And I don't know why. Y'all know I can't stand a three-part reunion. It's just excessive, like two parts would suffice, but whatever, you know, we'll see how it goes. All right, on to the main event, Summer House. Okay, I actually have a quick little rant about Loverboy. Um, I really want to try just the the hard tea ones, not the spritz ones. And for some reason, the only ones that can be shipped are the fancy spritzes, and that's not what I want. <laughs> Amanda and Kyle, if you are listening... <laughs> please send me some teas or make them available for purchase in Charleston, South Carolina, so that I can enjoy them while I watch the show. Thank you. Okay, on to the episode. I'm just going to start calling it Quarantine House. Um, So at the Quarantine House, we've got a new house. It is huge and it's very nice on the inside. I don't like the outside. I think it's ugly. I'm sorry. I still want to stay at the house though. So everyone's going to be stuck in this house together for six weeks straight. Lord, let the shenanigans begin. So Lindsay's boyfriend is staying at the house with her, um, but Paige's is not. And when Paige's boyfriend Perry dropped her off, he didn't even like say hi to anyone. And I thought that was weird and rude. Like you can speak to your girlfriend's friends, weirdo. I didn't like that. Even if you want to try and say like, oh, well, he needs to keep his distance, whatever, like open the door and wave at them. They're right in the house. I don't know. I didn't like it. So uh, something weird is going on between Hannah and Lindsay. When Hannah gets to the house, Lindsay barely even spoke to Hannah. She was like, hi, (laughs) it's like super short. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? And Hannah says that Lindsay was mean to her over the winter. (laughs) Apparently, Lindsay had a New Year's Eve party and she didn't invite Hannah, but she invited Luke 
even though Hannah and Luke were dating at the time. And she tried to get Danielle and Luke to hook up, which is shady. And I'm like, okay, I can't wait to hear Lindsay's side of this. But also, if you and Luke are dating, like, why isn't he just going to hang out with you on New Year's Eve then? Like, I think that's shady too, but we all know Luke is a fuckboy, so whatever. So Hannah is under the impression that she and Luke still have something going on because they've talked to each other every single day of quarantine. Also, I did not realize that they have never had sex. Like, I could have sworn they did. I know that he, like, went down on her for, like, hours in the house because we heard Hannah moaning and that's what she said happened. But I'm like, y'all never had sex even after the summer was over? That's wild. Like, why? (laughs) So they're trying to call Luke so they can all figure out the room situation. And he's being very weird. And he says that his friend is with him and they have to get additional testing before they can come out there. So Danielle is like, oh, is your friend Sierra? And he was like, yeah, we've been together (laughs) just casually. So immediately Hannah's like, what the fuck? We have been talking every single day. And he never mentioned that. But Luke is shady, babe. He showed you that last summer. Like, are we really surprised? I'm just surprised at how dumb he is. Like, that's the only shocking thing to me. Like, you know, Hannah's going to be in this house. So why not mention it to Hannah that you're going to be bringing a girl with you? Y'all literally talk every day. Like, what's the reason? (laughs) Whatever. So Hannah uh, calls out Lindsay at dinner for being shady and not inviting her to her party. And Lindsay is like, well, it's because you were talking shit about me on a podcast. And (laughs) Hannah said that Lindsay like treated her like a minion or something. And Lindsay is very hung up on this minion thing. Also, Danielle confirms that she and Luke did make out at that party. And Lindsay was like, okay, but I didn't push them to do it. So I don't know what this has to do with me, bitch. So everyone starts yelling and then Lindsay gets up and leaves. (laughs) And I was like, look at my queen disengaging. (laughs) She's like, you will not activate me tonight. Uh Uh-uh. So then we see Paige uh, talking about having doubts about her relationship with Perry. And we know in real time they've broken up. So the question is, did they break up during this quarantine house time or after? Because if it's during this this time while she's in the house, like, does she hook up with Carl? Does she hook up with Carl in the house? And that's why they broke up? Because Carl is looking really good. Okay. I have, I have a lot of questions. So Hannah calls Luke and she's like, oh, I hear you're bringing a friend. And he's like, yeah, she's awesome. Again, just like, just like super casual about it in true fuckboy fashion. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So then Han- Hannah and Lindsay have a little one-on-one about their issues. And Lindsay is still denying trying to get Danielle and Luke to hook up. And I don't believe her, by the way. <laughs> and neither does Hannah. But um, Hannah just apologizes for talking shit about Lindsay and they squash it. So now that's done. And I'm like, okay, good. So Luke finally arrives with his beautiful black friend, Sierra. Um, But Luke looks a mess. I was very into him last summer, okay? Like he could have gotten it, but he looks raggedy as hell now. And I am not here for it. You got to fix that, Luke. (laughs) You have to. Um, I'm also not here for Hannah, like doing the most with Luke and Sierra. You know, she's like being very nice. And I think she would have been nice, you know, anyway, but she is like overdoing it hugging Sierra, taking Luke and Sierra on a house tour together. Like, it's just a lot. Even Hannah and Paige, I mean, even Amanda and Paige are like, she's doing way too much and she needs to stop it. 
So Luke is telling the boys that he's into Sierra. And he's like, yeah, I'll see what happens. But then he's turning around, texting Hannah. Oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Can't wait to spend the summer with you, like, winky face. And I'm like, Luke, (laughs) do you have a death wish? Like, what the fuck are you thinking about? I can't. (laughs) And that was it. And I'm just like, it was so good. I mean, that's not shocking, but I'm just so happy they're back. And I cannot wait to see how this Luke Hannah Sierra shit plays out because it's going to be a mess. Ugh. And that's it for this week, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to go to patreon.com slash bitchesbetter and become a patron for just $5 a month. You get bonus content and you are supporting the podcast. Also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mainly Bravo. And I'll talk to y'all again next week. Love you. Bye.